When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get in the know. Nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. I know he's under contract and I'm excited to coach him. Um, we've already started thinking about how we're going to build those systems for him um, and our other quarterbacks and really our, uh, you know, the tremendous skill group we have, our, our guys up front. Um, it takes all 11 to move the football on offense, to run it, to throw it, uh, to score points in the red zone. Um, but, but uh, you know, I'm anticipating Kirk being a part of what we do. Yeah, just to reiterate, I'm excited that he's excited to, to coach him and lead him, and we're, we're focused on building the team around him that set us up to succeed oh man all right welcome in to purple daily purple after dark daily vikings entertainment we just want the vikings to win a super bowl before we die that is our motto here on the show and uh phil, phil Mackey, judd zolgad declan goff i'll uh, i'll get through the pleasantries here uh powered by surly brewing company and also powered by tcl one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands new lineup of award-winning tvs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Uh, gentlemen, before we dive into our thoughts off of the Kevin O'Connell press conference, the quotes that we just played off the top of the show where he, you know, he says, Kirk Cousins, I know he's under contract. I'm excited to build some systems for him. And then Quasey, have you ever heard a quote deciphered so differently by 50% of one crowd compared to 50% of another crowd? I feel like it just in soaking in like the live reaction on Twitter and whatnot, half of the crowd, like, you know, the Cousins Crusaders said, see, see, all the speculation is ridiculous. Look at this. This is a full on backing of the Vikings franchise quarterback. And then the other half was like, wow, that was kind of cold. I guess he's under contract. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. He, uh, I'll say this. It is not even March yet. The league year doesn't start till March 16th. The combine, where a lot of business gets done, starts March 1st. Nobody should be taking a victory lap quite yet. There is a, a, There are a ton of things that are going to take place. There are a ton of trade talks that are going to, to take place. Yeah. And and um, Quazy and O'Connell seem like very nice guys. They're probably real good guys. But it's not their job in a setting like that, in a situation like that, to absolutely say Kirk Cousins is going nowhere. And for all you haters, I hope you're listening. That's not how the business works. And so, look, I am more than willing to see how this transpires. But I thought that their answers were very appropriate, were very smart. And whenever you say 
he's under contract. That means we're not quite sure yet, which is fine. Yeah, they left, I think, well, yeah, well, there's so much to talk about here off the Cousins answers, and like you, we, we all have a bunch of notes. Let's, let's go around the room real quick here, and let's just, what is your headline takeaway or your, your biggest first impression, if you will, sure. of, of Kevin O'Connell, Vikings head coach? Uh, my first impression after being there is this, and this is how this league works. This is as opposite and on purpose from from Zim as one can get. O'Connell is articulate. He's bright. He's young. He's an offensive guy. Uh, he's excited. Like he 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 remembered media members' names, and I can tell you right now when Mike did that it's because he was mad at the people in the <laughs> press so um Jeff, you've think... got you've got people you've seen in the hallways for 11 years Hello. at uh, score north you, yep. you still have no idea what oh, their i have no are. idea because i'm a crusty oh. old guy because i'm a crusty <laughs> old guy but i was very impressed by the fact that that o'connell i think what i like about him is i think he's very smart and and i think yeah. that if this works and we have no clue so i am not saying oh man it's going to be great what i am saying is the Wilfs and the Vikings clearly got what they wanted. And for for lack of a better term, I put it this way. Kevin O'Connell's going to be a breath of fresh air. Yeah. He's going to be a breath of fresh air. And as he made very clear throughout the course of his press conference, the culture in that building is going to be extremely important. And the collaboration is going yeah. to be on point. Um, I love this hire even more than I did a week ago. Um, Jim Harbaugh would have been fun. I still stand by the idea of Jim Harbaugh, uh, but I but I also love this. And I, you know, I I will admit I am such a sucker. Like some of these you know cliche leadership isms that get thrown out there, and you know and you kind of scoff at them. And and our colleague Patrick Roisey, who's another generation older, scoffs at them. Like the new age leadership talk, I freaking love that stuff. Like I. You know, systems and processes, culture and collaboration, relationship building, positivity, um, talking about in terms of like when he got into some of the offensive schematics, the illusion of complexity. Like, oh, yeah. these Pat, are all just buzzwords. Pat's not a fan of that one. I, Pat's not a fan already. <laughs> what the hell is that thing he said? The illusion of what? <laughs> Inject the illusion of complex uh, complexity into my veins. I mean, I, I am. Um, Sounds like dating. I am bought hook, line, and sinker with all of these buzz phrases. And if, I mean, if they can translate between Quasi and Kevin O'Connell. Uh oh. Oh, oh. Phil, we're losing no. you. Oh. No. Oh, the hit. Oh, he's back now. You might be, I think you're the okay mini, now. The, 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 the Minneapolis the, Hotel Internet. The illusion of internet complexity. <laughs> seeing Phil Mackey in the flesh what, right now. What's That's wrong exactly downtown? What Come on. Uh yeah, I hear I heard I heard it was a war zone downtown, yeah. but I haven't experienced that yet. Mm-hmm. I love downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. But I guess like just to, to finish my long and pixelated rambling point here, I am all in on all of the buzzwords. If these guys can teach and coach and communicate seventy five percent of what's in their brains and have it translate, then this organization's in good hands. So I am a, I am on a big time high right now after that press conference. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, he's definitely a, a well-spoken dude and the polar opposite of Zim. I think the funny part is, or the thing that I take away the most was from that first interaction where they, where Chris Thompson asked him about Kirk is, I, th- I think Kevin O'Connell is sold on Kirk Cousins being his quarterback. I don't think Kwesi is. Like the ju- Just judging from that initial comment and the way it was just kind of awkward the way it got, 
yeah, he's, I, I just echo what he said. Yeah, it's great. Like, they could have backed it, and they didn't. So I, I think Kwesi is definitely still going to explore all avenues, where Kevin O'Connell, I think, like, is okay and is maybe even more willing than Kwesi is to be for Kirk Cousins to be the quarterback of the Vikings in 2022. I think O'Connell is is very much prepared to work with the guy that, that he is presented. So, like, if, if it's Kirk, awesome. Yeah. If it's um, Mond, okay. So I don't. I think he's at a point with with this job, and it being his first job, where he is going to take what he is given and do his best. Declan, to your point, and I agree. I think Quazy is probably the long term guy, right? Like I gotta get this right, and, and if I don't, it, you know, there there has to be a fear from Quazy's point of signing Kirk to an extension. There has to be. And like, if that's the only way, uh, as we discussed on on PD today, if that's the only way, Kirk Cousins, if you send him to a, a, a potential, what, second, three-year extension, or, yeah, and Quasi has a four-year contract, that's getting very close to, it didn't work out, Quasi. what happened? So yeah. I think I think there's actually more pressure from Quasi's chair when, when it comes to getting the quarterback decision right than there probably is from O'Connell's point of view. Yeah, it's uh, and but you know what? That's why you that's why you collaborate and you build toward a consensus. That's what that's that's yeah. what's going to happen. And I and, right. I'm, and I don't say that to You're mock right. it. I am drinking all of this Kool Aid right now. And there's going to be more too, right? Like like it's going to be O'Connell. It's going to be crazy. But I mean, there there will be more people who have been around Kirk. Uh, for a longer time with this franchise who are definitely going to have at least a say. So you're right, Phil. Phil, are you there? Sorry, I I cut out there for another five seconds. We might have to deal with this. We might have to see if there's another upgrade on the internet here at the uh, the hotel. (laughs) Oh, you didn't upgrade already? No, I thought I did, but then they had, oh. I, I don't want to get it. I, it's, there was some like promo code and I, th- I thought I hit the upgrade button, but maybe the promo code was for the free internet. I don't know. I, I'll look yeah. into it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I let's, let's get into some of this, some of the Kirk cousins comments. Cause you know, like the, the first questions right out of the gate were just, you know, boom, Courtney Cronin into Chris Thomason. I know Judd, you hung around, you were at the press conference and uh, you did some insiding and backgrounding. So you can add some color to this too. But mm-hmm. I just started sort of writing down quotes from Kevin O'Connell as he was talking about the most important and biggest lightning rod player on the team. I know what Kirk Cousins is capable of. Part of our job is maximizing, focus on the things Kirk does well, help him. Here's two very interesting ones help him connect with the team. Yes. I don't know if you guys caught that. Yes. He said, help him connect with the team. Yes. And help him be a quiet-minded quarterback. Yes. And and, and that's not him, like, ripping Kirk or anything. I mean, I, you know, I think th- th- this stems from all the conversations for hours. I'm sure him and Quasey and other people in the organization have had about Cousins the last two weeks. Yep. And, and it, 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 and it kind of jives with what, you know, we've been saying throughout the last couple of years on this show, which is, when we talk about his leadership, it's not that he's a toxic guy behind the scenes by any means. Nobody hates him from that perspective. I, I shouldn't say nobody. I don't know that for sure. But it's he, he's not the um, go get a beer and hang out with type of a guy that Brett Favre was, that Matthew Stafford is, right, that Tom Brady has been throughout his career. He's just he's kind of a weird guy. 
He's kind of a weird guy. And so when Kevin O'Connell, who has worked with Kirk on a daily basis in the past, he's had conversations the last two weeks probably, you know, with everybody that's currently in that ownership structure and Quasi. When he says help Kirk connect with the team, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Quiet-minded quarterback. I know he's under contract, and I'm excited to coach him. I'm anticipating Kirk being part of what we do. Right, anticipating being the key word. Oh, my goodness, he's not. I was anticipating it, Quasi. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's what. That's why I think that if you come away from today taking a, a uh, Cousins Crusader victory lap, s- slow the roll just a little bit here. And you know what? If Kirk's here, he's here. I just think that Quasi clearly knows what we know, which is offers come up. You know, I mean, if you get a call and somebody offers you a high draft pick, are you really going to say no? I don't think so. Um, as far as the comments by O'Connell. Uh, so O'Connell was Kirk's position coach in Washington, as you alluded to, in 2017. And what's crystal clear is, and this is the thing with Kirk, Kevin O'Connell knows that Kirk is, to your point, I think a nice way to put it, socially awkward. Like he's not, and and O'Connell talked about, you know, you look at a Brady, and and that's a guy who, you know, he's got like go go go, let's go, right? Yeah. Uh, Kirk Kirk does that, or he tries to, but it's not comfortable. Um, now, I guess my question is, can you, as a coaching staff, not just put Kirk in a position to succeed in calling plays, but can you put him in a position to succeed and take the pressure off of of being expected to lead the team? which a quarterback in 2022 is most definitely expected to. And I think when he talks about clear-mindedness and the importance of that, Phil, I think that is basically code for what we've talked about, which is Kirk is a teeth clencher. If things start to go bad, he clenches his teeth. And that's not what you want. Like O'Connell is clearly a laid-back dude. Smart, but he's laid back, and, and that he's, a, mean, he's, a, he's he's a cool dude. He, but and right? it doesn't mean like he's he, not com- exactly, but it doesn't mean he's not competitive as hell. He's just he can, you can tell he can process, yeah. and so like when the first starts to fly, he's not like oh my god, what am I going to do? He's like here's what we're going to to do, and he's trying to basically say I can hopefully get that to translate to Kirk. I guess my question is, can you? That's a tough thing because Kirk is still Kirk. Um, yeah. but, but it's funny cause I think, and total guess on my part, I think O'Connell's what, what is going through his mind is I played this position. I did not have near the ability Kirk does o- O'Connell, you know, what third round pick by the Patriots. It didn't work out, uh, pretty quickly got into coaching, but he's got the mind, right? Like he can, like he can process it all. He just couldn't do it. Sometimes Kirk can do it, but he can't process. And so I think O'Connell is thinking, if I have to do this, I can actually be the brains to Kirk's abilities. Yeah. I'm going to – I just – I pulled up the transcript here. What great job by Vikings Public Relations in oh, hammering out this transcript I here. believe they they have finally hired a service, which is kudos. Hire so a service. Are the, are the beat writers no longer – are they transcribing too? Because that used to be Not like this. my, my no. least no, favorite. On this one. Okay, that was my least favorite thing about like, covering as a writer is like, okay, we're gonna spend an hour transcribing this now. Yeah. Um. So this is this is the exact quote. Let me find it here. Sorry, I just lost it again. Um. 
Okay. On Kirk Cousins, this is the first question. I feel that's going to be in. Uh, so the fact that let's see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, as we build our system offensively, make sure we really focus on the things Kirk does well, which I do think there are a lot of aspects of playing the position and help him on a daily basis connect with his team, lead us, and be a completely quiet-minded quarterback that can go out and play because he's talented enough to do that. I don't want to harp on this too much, but that is someone describing someone that they feel like has major deficiencies. Mm -hmm. That's what he's saying. He's saying he is deficient in connecting with a team. He is deficient in being quiet-minded. I think as a quarterback guru, Kevin O'Connell speaking here, I can help fix some of these things until my general manager decides to make a change. You know, I mean, that, that's, that was my main takeaway. Um, I still think there's a chance that cousins could say, man, this is a really good situation for me. Maybe I should, you disagree with me on this, but maybe I should do something with my contract that, you know, I don't need to be one of the three highest paid quarterbacks. Like I don't need to have gear. Like I already made $150 million. Like let's go win football games. I still think that version of Kirk is in there somewhere. Uh, you and I disagree on that, but I guess we'll see in the next four weeks. Yeah, and there there also is a quote from O'Connell at some point in time in the press conference, and I think it was when he was talking about Matthew Stafford and, and the potential comparisons uh, between Stafford and Cousins, which also was quite enlightening, in which he throws out Kirk checking down and says, well, that's what Kirk likes to do sometimes, and and look, if if it's the safe play. Uh, but I did find it interesting, if I'm not mistaken, during his answer on the potential comparison between uh, Stafford, who, of course, just won the Super Bowl with the Rams, and Kirk, he talks about similar physical capabilities because Kirk Cousins is incredibly physically, as a quarterback, a pocket passer, gifted. But what he doesn't he, do... He's arm gifted. He's yes. arm gifted. Yeah, because he... Yeah, but uh, he he is, as, as far as a pocket passer goes, he's he's good. But what he doesn't say is the mental part. Like, this is all about... And this goes back to... This is why it's not quantifiable. The entire thing about Kirk's deficiencies as a quarterback go back to his mental wiring. They're they're not like here are the statistics and take that, um, and that's what the Kirk stands love to bring up and love to, to do. But they're missing. But they're missing the point. The point of the of the conversation and what O'Connell was saying today was, I think I can get through to Kirk. Like he never once said he can't do these things as a quarterback. What he kept basically saying is. You know, connecting with teammates, important. Um, and as far as processing things, incredibly important. And that's and that's where I think it becomes very difficult at Kirk's, Kirk's age now to change Kirk. And I think the Vikings know that. Uh, he, he was also asked about – there's some great questions asked here. And, by the way, he gave out some great question points, too. I think we he should have get, a lot of those. Uh, he, no, he gave out way too many. He was doing that on – Oh, yeah. Zim's gone, gotta, baby. You got a fist pump if you get one of those, right? You know, you're on camera. You know, just, just I think the, he gave out more great question points than non-great questions. If you didn't get, get a great <laughs> question, you stunk. Yeah. Uh, but he was asked about – he was basically asked to compare Stafford to Cousins. You coached Stafford for a year. You coached co- Cousins for a year, mm-hmm. wondering what similarities they have, if any, and what differences, if any, do they have. And the answer was, yeah, they have a lot of similarities when it comes to the physical nature of throwing the football. Right. So, again, like, you know, it's physically they're both, yeah, they, you know, neither one of them are all that mobile. They both have 
pretty good, accurate arms. I would even venture to say that Kirk Kirk can be even more accurate than Stafford. But even just watching those two guys from a distance on the sidelines and whatnot, it's very obvious Stafford has – there's another level to his personality and leadership that we haven't seen really from Kirk. Um, and that's where that's where KOC comes in and says, we can talk a lot about makeup and obviously the ability to process at the line of scrimmage and play fast. But if you can't be accurate with the football, it becomes very difficult. Like he, he like kind of referenced – he didn't want to throw Kirk under the bus, right? And so he kind of references they're very similar physically and accuracy-wise. We can talk a lot about the makeup and obviously the ability to process the line of scrimmage and play fast, which Stafford is better at. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that was my interpretation. I'm sure there's some Cousins Crusaders who think that I'm just like hearing completely different things, but I, I stand by my assessment of reading between the lines. I think the important thing, too, is is to take not just what O'Connell said about his quarterback. I think it's to take the entire press conference and attempt to attempt to interpret it because O'Connell's not going to come out and say, you know what guys, that's a great question. And we are going to stink next year. We're going to be really bad. He's going to talk about being competitive and he's going to say the right things. But the reality is when you see a guy who appears to be as bright as him, he's not a dummy. He knows, Um, you know, Small tell, but defensively, in throwing out names, he threw out Barr's name. Like mm-hmm. Barr's not coming back. Um, and and so so look, I mean, today is a day um, to say the positive things, right? To feel good, new coach, young man, family is excited. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's also a day I think for us and fans to try to try sort of an interpret who this person is and and what his plan is. And he didn't talk much. But I do think that when Quazy did talk, it's interesting because Quazy, I, I don't know that Quazy's great at lying. Um, I think O'Connell's smoother. I think Quazy, and this is not a bad thing, you guys, but I think Quazy might have some tells. And and I thought his answer to the cousin's question was about as honest a, as a GM can be, yeah. despite the fact he probably didn't mean to be. Yeah. No, that's uh, I, 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 I. We haven't really heard enough of of Quasi in these situations. Like we kind of got used to the way Rick would manipulate press conferences and, just and lie, the, flat yeah. out lie, <laughs> and then be and then be offended if called a liar. Yeah, you yeah. Know. What, what did you make? Another really interesting thing was just how aggressively Kevin O'Connell praised Harrison Smith because he was asked about it was like it was like thirty minutes of offensive questions and then like oh why don't we talk about the defense hey, what are you gonna do seconds. defensively? Yeah he's like ah, I don't know whatever we're just gonna <laughs> score forty. Um but but he said Harrison Smith is the perfect player for what we want to do defensively basically he said the perfect player mm-hmm. and uh and and again that's the coach's mindset and I agree, by the way, Harrison Smith is a borderline Hall of Famer. He's a perfect player for a lot of different defenses. He's also 32 and has a huge cap hit. And so if you're if you're looking for ways to retool the roster, this is where a coach is going to come in and say, hey, you know, you give me the roster, and right now I've got Harrison Smith and i got Kirk Cousins, so I'm going to think about how we can use those guys in three weeks. Right. Maybe the roster looks different. Right. But he was, you know, Harrison Smith was kind of the player that he really shined a light on. And I don't know exactly what that means other than he really thinks highly of Harrison Smith like we all do. I don't think it guarantees that Harrison is on the roster. Um, but what do you guys think of the defensive stuff that he threw out there? Dex, go ahead. I found it interesting that he mentioned, yeah, Barr, Kendricks, and Harrison Smith, but had nothing to say about Daniil Hunter. 
nothing to say, like absolutely nothing. And I know he's only been on the field for seven games over the last two years, but I'm pretty sure KOC, Kevin O'Connell, knows exactly who Daniil Hunter is when healthy, one of the best edge rushers in the entire game. And I found it interesting that he defaulted to three veteran guys, one of them who's most likely is not back on the team at all. I heard during the pregame show, too, on Fox, them talking about, well, are we sure Anthony Barr's for sure going to be gone next season? It's like, I, I, I think he's going to be gone. What, they added the Boyd years to his contract. But I found it interesting that he defaulted to those guys and not, in my opinion, is the most important piece in this defense's future, and that's Daniel Hunter. I found that really, really interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. possible, yeah. Like, I... There could be an internal discussion or or an internal feeling that because we don't know. I, I mean, O'Connell said uh, flat out. Now he pr- he provided some stats to show the the multiple abilities, but he was asked about the defense going to a base three four, and he said yes, we are going to switch. Now he, he threw out the stats uh, the stat that eighty one percent of the time. In 2022, defenses are in nickel, which is a 4-3. Yes. Um, but, I mean, there, that's a possibility. The the Harrison-Smith thing intrigued me. I think it meant if Harrison wants to come back with a restructured contract, he's back. Like, I interpreted that uh, to mean he, he's back. I don't think Barr's back for sure. Kendricks, uh, Doogie seems to think he is back. Uh, but I just take everything that was said today about players with a grain of salt. Because these guys aren't going to say, oh, you don't know? We're cleaning house, right? Like, it's not it's not the time yet. They yeah. don't know yet. Um, and so, like, the whole thing of trying to say, well, this guy now stays. You, you know, I love Barr. He's staying. You don't know that. We don't. Um, so I, I just – I think the vibe from today is the more important thing. What was the vibe? Positive. O'Connell seems like a very smart guy. Like, I – the biggest takeaways – for me, are are what I sensed, and I sense that the Wolves are going to get exactly what what they want, which is the culture changes massively. Collaboration now, which was non-existent in 2021, will be a, a thing. Um, and to me, probably most importantly, until I learn it's not the case, I think that Kevin O'Connell is going to be a guy who not only is good offensively, but is going to be especially good at working with quarterbacks. This team desperately, desperately needed that. Hey, comment from, I just want to, Judd, you've you've been around the block as an NFL reporter and now a, a daily talk show host. So you've seen rosters come and go, players come and go. And here's a comment from the YouTube comment section. Judd, come on, Harrison Smith is coming back. What makes you think this team wants to rebuild? Uh, well, one one is, I don't like th- that word. It's retool. You don't rebuild. You retool. Second of all, I agree that if Smith agrees to a restructured contract, he is back. If he says, I'm playing for what I'm making, I can't guarantee that. I And, and look, I mean, we isolate guys that, that certain fans like. You know, Kirk's coming back. Harrison Smith is coming back. Oh, Kendrick's ain't going anywhere. Don't look at it as player by player by player. Look at it as people have to be expendable, and it's the roster construction. I keep coming back to that phrase because, to me, it's so important. This is not about Eric Kendricks. Love him. Great guy in the community. Good guy, blah, blah, blah. This is about roster construction. It's about getting the locker room to gel. 
Um, and so, like, we, we pick out these play. I feel like fans are, are like, well, I've got a Harrison Smith jersey, Judd, so he's coming back. We don't know that. That's my only point. And, and if Kirk comes back, folks, something contractually elsewhere has to give. They have to be cap compliant. You can't be the one team that gives the the middle digit to the National Football League and says, we're not going to be cap compliant. Screw you, yeah. Goodell. You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, Ian in the uh, Score North Facebook comment section says, Judd, are you going to pound a furious if they keep Cousins? Look at that. Declan, little, uh, let me see here. You mean. First sip of alcohol in almost 48 hours here. I don't know how all well this I'm glad goes. you're back on the. If it stays yeah. down. The if it stays down. I might pound one. I might pound two. I might pound three. But you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Oh, this could get bad because I'm mad. I'm not going to do it because I'm angry. I'm going to do it because Surly Furious is the best IPA Mm. in the bleeping world. And look at Declan. Declan just took a sip of what? Uh, A Surly Extra. The Surly Extra. Nice little extra pale ale. Ian, nobody is going to pound a beer because they're mad. We're going to drink Surly's because, damn it, we're so happy. You're damn right we are. Um, that's right. We're planning something fun, too, in a couple months, and we'll uh, hopefully be able to unveil that publicly soon. Some uh, some fun plans, I don't know, around draft time with our friends at Surly. So we'll be, there'll Kevin be Cosmo more to, more to come. Yeah, that's right. Vontae Max. Yes. Sonny, uh, what's that guy? What was his name? Sonny? Sonny something? Uh, the coach, right? Something, something. No, the, the GM. His name oh, was oh, Sonny Weaver. Sonny Weaver, uh, Sonny Weaver Sonny Jr. Weaver. Yeah, Sonny Weaver Jr. I That's right. It's more focused on Jennifer. <laughs> I don't really remember seeing uh, that much. Also, for business owners out there, if you are looking to take your business to the next level, Federated Insurance has been helping business owners for over a hundred years in the state of Minnesota. They're one of us. They basically uh, they run the town of Owatonna. So you can find a full list of industries that Federated protects at FederatedInsurance.com and find out all about the people, tools, and resources that can help protect your business from risks. It's like having a great offensive line. For your business, federatedinsurance.com. And remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Uh, another quote that I found really interesting from Kevin O'Connell, I will not hire a coach that will not connect one-on-one with our players and get in a room <laughs> and build relationships with those players. And then he was asked also about you know his experiences and you know, what, you know, what kind of makes up his ethos as a, as a coach. And and he said, the best coaches I played for were the ones that cared about me and, and invested in the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, can you describe a more opposite figure than Mike Zimmer? <laughs> it's such a shot all of the Mike things too. I just said. It was so, mar- it was so hilarious. You, you can kind of tell that, like, in the conversations with ownership, you know, and I'm sure with even with PR kind of prepping him for this, that there's just a ton of bitching about Mike Zimmer going yes. on. And I'm, I'm sure that, like, once the, the dust settles, we will look back at the Mike Zimmer eight years and say, that was a pretty darn good run. He's probably one of the three best coaches in Vikings history. But right now it's still so fresh, and he was so cantankerous that you can't help but draw some parallels. <laughs> well, there's something funny, too. I don't know if it was Chad Graff or someone asked him to – uh, about, like, do you just look at the past ever? Like, do you look at what happened with Minnesota? He's like, no, no, I'm looking all in the future. I'm looking all in this. But then he also drops that comment about I'm hiring someone that's going to be inclusive and someone that is collaborative and someone who is encouraging. It's like, well, that was the subtle shot yeah. at the old regime. And the beauty of this is, you know, and, and hopefully Kevin O'Connell turns out to be a wonderful coach and the Vikings win a Super Bowl be great. But, like, well, the one thing you don't have to worry about is him not spending time with the quarterbacks, right? It was like no. a he- it was a headline newsmaking thing when Mike Zimmer in year four 
carved out 45 minutes a week for the first time with Kirk Cousins this year, right? It's like, are yeah. you serious, dude? That's the most important relationship in all of professional sports, head coach, quarterback, and you just now got around to carving out time. You don't have to worry about that with Kevin O'Connell. And this guy is going to, at least for my guess, the first year, he's going to go to every banquet that, that he's asked to. He is going to, like, this is going to be, as far as the fan experience, this is going to be such a change because this guy is going to embrace this, which is good. You know, that's great. But, uh, yeah, everything about this guy fits, uh, fits the old football cliche of you always get the guy who's the opposite of the guy that you fired. Yep, yep. Uh, and they, I, I, I'm just going through some of the quotes I wrote down. Simplify the complex. So you've got the illusion of complexity yep, is one of them. And then yep. simplify the complex yep. is another one. God, I love it, man. So he it. is – So he. He also is going to, and this makes this makes sense and it is a good thing. Mike Patton, who ha- has an assistant head coach title, but is is a former head coach of the Browns for I think two years, and, and is a longtime defensive coordinator. Mike Patton is on the staff to help on game day from the press box, which is a great thing. Yeah. So so O'Connell, who confirmed that he is going to call plays, which, by the way, is going to take up lots of bandwidth. Um, He is going to have Mike Pettin upstairs to help with challenges. He is going to have Mike Pettin as as a guy who's going to help out. So so he is basically tapping into a longtime assistant coach and and one-time head coach as a guy to help him, which I think is absolutely imperative on game day. So, so I'm yeah. guessing, too, that Packer fans are just licking their chops with Ed Donatel and Mike Pettin being responsible for uh, for calling plays of the future of the Minnesota Vikings. Well, well Pettin's Packer not going to call plays. He's just going to help out with, right. like, challenge this, don't challenge that, things like yep. that. And first of all, Packer fans are idiots, for one. And second of all, okay. Wow. Oh, whoa. I just put the ball on the tee for both of you here. Do you disagree? I mean, is there a, is there a more... Fans are very knowledgeable. I covered that team for are two they? years. They're very knowledgeable. They're yes, drunk they, and, they're drunk and they, they smell like cheese. I they, mean, know their, they know their football. Well, they have weight issues, okay? But I can help I, them out. I should probably look in a mirror here when I say drunk and loves cheese. Okay, yeah, it's me on the say, weekends. I was going to say... Um, but but my so you know might like Packer fans sit there and they, they you know they bury Dom Capers and they bury I mean Dom Capers correct me if I'm wrong was it was the defensive coordinator for a Super Bowl winning team in in 2011 for that franchise and Mike Pettin put together some solid defenses in Green Bay yeah they had a couple it, it got bad at the end but 50 plus years between Donatel and Mike Pettin of NFL coaching experience some head coaching experience Donatel comes in and the Broncos had one of the five best defenses in the league like. Okay, are they are they Hall of Fame bound defensive coaches? Maybe not, but you can do a lot worse than those guys as sort of the defensive. Listen, I'm Kevin O'Connell. This is my first time doing this, and I'm going to be all in on developing the offense. I just need you guys to handle this. It's the exact opposite of what Mike Zimmer did. Zimmer came in eight years ago and said, all right, I'm going to be all in on the defense. And so but then he hired, you know, Norv Turner, former head coach. And he kind of outsourced the offense. I would rather have an offensive mastermind head coach that outsources yes. the defense than the other way around in today's NFL. And that brings up a super intriguing point because when Mike did that initially, I thought, good for him. Norv coached, Mike hadn't. Um, and at that point, and I, I think we talked about this on the old show, Phil. Hey, you know, Mike, I mean, this is great. Like he is he is not insecure. He's going to bring bring in a guy that knows offense uh and you know 
when it comes to coaching, in some cases, might know at that time more than Mike. Unfortunately, where it took a turn was after year one, when Mike decided to go consult with Hugh Jackson and be like, teach me more about offense because I don't think Norv is as good as I thought. And then that became the tell was like Mike went on a power trip. So in O'Connell's case, I'm hoping that this is just a, I'm young. This is my first time as a head coach. I know, I, I know I don't know a lot yet. And so I'm going to, at least for a few years, lean back on these guys. But your point about Mike's a great one because I really thought initially good for Zimmer. Like he's real. This is great. He's bringing in Norv. And and then he's like, but I, I need to know more. So it's not that O'Connell shouldn't be inquisitive, but it is that, that what you don't want is you don't want guys to get over their skis. I, I would say that when it comes to offense, Mike in a lot of ways decided strangely that he was going to get, over his skis and then that started to create problems i will say about o'connell he again i'll go go back to this strikes me as a very bright guy i don't think he's going to do that well and and some of this just comes down to it's how you communicate with people how do you give feedback to people you know as it was oh am i freezing up again no no no, you're good. good. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. All right. I'm back. All right. Okay. So as it's been put to us, if you go back to like the the end of the North Turner era with the Vikings, and it's always been a little mysterious, you know, why did he walk out halfway through the season? As it's been put to us by people that know what happened, Mike just like was terrible at delivering his feedback to North. Like North Turner is you know, at the time was this really well-respected offensive-minded coach in the NFL. And Mike came in with some ideas, you know, and he, and instead of saying, Hey, I'm seeing a few things here and come in kind of soft. Mike came in with sort of a, what the hell are we doing? You know, almost like an attacking approach. And that's par for the course for how Mike would communicate. Sometimes when he was frustrated at podiums, right? He would just start throwing offensive linemen under the bus or injured players under the bus, or you saw it with, you know, a month left in the season or whatever it was, or two weeks, he throws Kellen Mond under the bus. Just a complete drive-by for no reason. And sometimes you just have to be better at delivering feedback and hard messages. And I don't know, we'll see what happens with Kevin O'Connell, but just based on his demeanor in 30 minutes at that podium, I think he's going to be a hundred times better at that type of thing than Mike Zimmer ever was. Yeah, and, and Mike also struggled a lot, I think, to sincerely look in the mirror and take responsibility. He would do it, but it was almost begrudgingly like, okay, well, I guess that was my fault. O'Connell is going to be, I think, far more um, upfront and and able to handle when things don't go well. Because, like, that's the whole thing. And Mike and Kirk are are and were a lot alike in this sense. They both struggled when things started to go wrong, which, by the way, the entire sport of football is built around things going wrong they both really struggled to process it. And it's like that, no, you can't struggle. Like that's mm-hmm. where you have to shine. Like it's, you know, go out there and have a great day and and score 28 points or something. Those are the easy days. The tough days are you're grinding it out and things are going wrong. A perfect one. The Rams, the, Re- the Rams on Sunday, they couldn't run the bleeping football. And yeah. they didn't say, and, and this is very important, the Rams didn't say, oh, Christ almighty, Cooper Cup's being taken out of the equation. We're screwed. What are we going to do? Okay, we're done. Like, Mike would get mad about that. What did the Rams do? As O'Connell explained, they started to move Cup around. 
and they started to make it impossible for the Bengals to to triple team him, which they had been trying to do at times. Like those are the adjustments that when everything is going wrong, somebody has to take a deep breath, not clench their teeth, and say, "Oh, okay, here's what we're <laughs> at least going to do to give ourselves a chance." Yeah, yeah, and it's you know, it's something we talked about last year with all these close games the Vikings were in, and they won some of them, but they lost a bunch too. And Mike Zimmer kept like resisting that. He he kept even. In, you know, he for sure resisted it publicly at the podium, but then he would also resist it in some of the clips you would see in the locker room speeches. It's like, no, dude, this is your identity. You guys, you guys should love this. You guys play close games. It's great. This isn't this fun. Let's get used to it, guys. I bet you we're going to have another close game next week. Let's fall in love with it. And he kept, he kept resisting what was reality for this team. Yes. And uh, so I know it's, it's, it's also easy to sit here. I mean, Mike Zimmer for his eight years was like 16 games over 500. I mean, he was a, a successful coach in the regular season for the most part. Right. It's easy to sit here and like lob grenades over in that direction and praise the guy that's never coached a game as a head coach. Yeah. So I'm, I'm self-aware here of like what we're doing. Um, but I don't know. I just, I'll go back to my comment off the top. I, I thought the press conference was a home run. I think the way that Kevin O'Connell communicates his demeanor seems perfect for 2022 NFL. And I just love the amount of energy and time and bandwidth he's about to pour into the most important position in sports, whether it's Cousins or Mond or someone that's drafted that we don't even know yet. Um, I'm just, uh, I come away on a a high on behalf of the Vikings today. That's my my biggest take. I love that. I love that Mm -hmm. that fact. I am, I, I don't know that I can share your high, but I do share this. I think they've got a guy who's going to from from the first day of training camp and and the messaging, which is incredibly important, is going to give them a chance. Um, And look, part of the reason why Zim lost close games and Kirk, too, and 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 Zim and Kirk, who who I think privately couldn't stand the sight of the other are so much alike in some ways. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. But close games and and part of the reason why in big games both of them struggle is because they don't process things well. And if O'Connell can, you know what? If Kevin O'Connell can come in and be like, Kirky boy, here's what we're going to do. Everything's going to be great, Kirky boy. You know what? Your teammates love you, Kirky. If that works, which, by the way, it might. I doubt it, but that is the most important step because there is nobody in that with that team to dial down the pressure and to process it. And yeah. this might at least give them a chance. I'm not saying yeah. it'll work for sure, but it feels like it feels like the marriage, the forced shotgun marriage between Kirk Cousins and Zimmer was among the worst ideas that you could have, have had. And that's on both of them. I'm I'm not I'm not going to say that's on Mike. That's on both parties, I think. Uh, Kyle in the YouTube comment section here. By the way, if you're if you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, please click subscribe and the like button so we can keep spreading the word about this Daily Vikings community and and uh, and keep growing it. You guys are just such a huge part of uh, of of the direction that we go on the show, the topics that we discuss. So, but Kyle says unbelievable that Judd would say that Zim and Cousins are the same. I don't. I'll let you speak for yourself, but I, I don't think you're saying they're the same. But they. As different as they are, they both have some interesting similarities in their stubbornness and in the way that they sort of communicate with people. I've been told by people very close to to both that you would be amazed how many similarities they share. It's not me. I've been told that. 
that yeah. they basically are because what what's the starting point of both men? They're stubborn as hell. Both of them are. Kirk is too. Kirk is incredibly stubborn. So they are they sh- they share way more than people think or in some cases want to admit. We should uh, we should probably wrap here pretty soon because we also uh, we got a couple episodes for tomorrow and Saturday too and and uh, we have plenty more to talk about. But I do want to leave you guys with a little little bonus reckless speculation, mm. if I could. Mm. So on uh, the earlier episode today, we actually went through a list. If you missed it, we went through a list of centers and guards in free agency that the Vikings could potentially bring in to upgrade their offensive line. And I read you guys a direct message from someone close to the Brandon Scherf family. You called him Rocky. Rocky, well, quote unquote, from yeah. from Iowa. That's yes. what you called him, right. Rocky. I remember this. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and Rocky from Iowa said, hey, I'm getting this from, you know, just trust me on this, close to the family and friends in Iowa, that Brandon Scherf, who's one of the best guards in the NFL, would love to play closer to home where his wife's family is from, his family's from. Chiefs and Vikings are the two teams that interest him the most. Mm-hmm. Since then, I have received three more DMs from people in Iowa that have connections to the Scherf family or friend circle <laughs> that have said similar things, that he would love to play closer to home and that the Vikings were his favorite team growing up. You've infiltrated the Scherfs. And, and that if the Vikings can make it work financially, then uh, then it's possible Scherf could be in purple. Now, he's 30 years old. Yeah, I'm not saying that he's cooked by any means, but you know, there's a there's a handful of guards in free agency that are like 24 to 27 years old, including a guard from the Rams, is Austin Corbett. Yes, um, that Kevin O'Connell has a relationship with. So I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, but just I'm just gonna throw that out there. Pointed out, pointed out to me today, post show along th- those lines was this though: What if Wyatt Davis can play? And and you can instead shift your free agent acquisition on the offensive line mm-hmm. to the center position. And mm-hmm. and I think Thomason mm-hmm. had a piece where he talked to Davis, who said, "I'm getting in shape now, like I'm coming and ready." He's getting in shape now, like, yeah, like, like he's like yeah, because he did come in, he did come into the camps out of shape, hmm. and it cost him big. Hmm. I'm just saying that's a good point by by a uh, viewer or listener that what if the possibility is Wyatt Davis proves he can play and really to Phil's point from this morning that you should shift your focus of a free agent acquisition to the center spot. Oh, never know. Oh. I'm just oh. taking your reckless speculation, which I love. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I mean, we get, we get great comments. We get great points. That was a good point. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts from you guys off the KOC introductory press conference today? Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Breath I'm of excited fresh air. Yeah, breath, seriously. Breath of fresh air. He is uh, He is going to be as different as you, you can possibly get. Um, the crusty days, at least for now, are gone. Yeah, I, I love it. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun three, four-week stretch leading up to NFL free agency. You got the draft. I, in, in a lot of ways, I actually get more excited about these five months than the, the actual season itself, especially when it's like, oh, the Vikings are, you know, they're not a Super Bowl contender. You know, it's still fun to watch the games, but uh, the NFL has done such a great job, much like the NBA, at making their offseason a freaking blast. And uh, free agency. this is going to be this be a lot of fun. I love that, man. Free agency is mm. so much fun. Mm. Let's get it. In fact, I think we're 
we're now less than a month away from free agency. Mm-hmm. So 16. Let's do, it, boys. let's do it. Okay, let's do it. All right. Daily Vikings Entertainment, therapy, anything you guys need from us, we got you covered here on Purple Daily. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Kevin O'Connell day. We'll see you tomorrow on Purple Daily. <laughs>